Welcome to the first edition of the First Step Cybersecurity Initiative podcast. I'm Oliver Legg, the co-founder of Aspirant Search, and I'm excited to kick off this brand new series. Despite the ever-growing skills gap in our industry, it is surprisingly hard for aspiring cybersecurity professionals to get that first security job. Throughout the series, we will talk to guests from every walk of the industry, understand how they got into the sector, their top tips for aspiring security professionals, and debunk some of the myths around entry-level security roles. My mission is to help the thousands of people applying to these roles actually secure one. To kick the series off, I'm chuffed to welcome Josh Fulmer. Josh is a cybersecurity recruiter at leading OT security firm Dragos, and the last year has committed to helping cybersecurity job seekers through his LinkedIn posts and his new Cyber Dream job blog. Well, good to have you on the uh, the podcast, Josh. Um, yeah, absolute pleasure for you to be the the very first guest of the Cybersecurity First Step Initiative. Um, so to kick things off, we'd absolutely love to get a, a bit of an intro into who uh, who you are, um, what you do, where you work, uh, and then we can uh, go into the, uh, the 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 First Step Initiative itself. So over to you, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Ollie. Great to be here. Uh, it's always fun doing these. Um, yeah, a bit about me. So I've been recruiting uh, in a technical space, technical p- capacity for about seven years and got my start at Idaho National Laboratory doing a lot of technical engineering recruiting, mechanical, electrical, nuclear, that type of thing, but eventually fell into the cyberspace and, and and even into a subset of that industrial cybersecurity. And that led me to an opportunity at Dragos two years ago, where I am today. And I'm the lead recruiter for threat intelligence and professional services. So I live and breathe those cybersecurity roles, you know, the researchers, the hunters, pen testers, incident response, consultants, and absolutely love it. I work remotely from my hometown in Idaho. I've, I've got a great setup. I can't complain. I love all of your posts about uh, just, uh, a, what is it, like small town kid from Idaho yeah. working at the <laughs> world's greatest OT security firm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, thank you for that. And uh, for, for context, for, for for anyone listening that, that doesn't know Josh and the team. So um, uh, we we used to do a lot of recruitment for Dragos's technical teams. Um, we don't do much anymore because their internal team are too good. Um, so... <laughs> There were, uh, yeah, your 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 way of recruiting is uh, is is I'd say what most internal teams would aspire to do. So uh, yeah, solid work to you and Nick and Matt and, that. and Bill and the guys. Um, but no, absolutely pleasure to, to to have you on this first one. So um, yeah, awesome that you're going to be one of the the mentors of the first step initiative as well. Um, yeah, that's great. You know, it's all focused around helping aspiring security professionals get that first job. So. Um, you have a, uh, a, a a really good following now. So what, thirty three thousand LinkedIn followers? Somewhere um, around there, yeah. It's been it's been crazy. <laughs> so tell t- tell the listeners what you've been doing the past, literally the last twelve months, um, yeah, and and the type of content that you've been posting. Yeah, I've, I've been on LinkedIn obviously for for years and years. I've only used it up until recently for my job, finding candidates. You know, I'd post a job here and there maybe share a thought every once in a while, but it was really just a tool to help me with my job, just like any recruiter, right? Um, I came to Dragos in May of 2021 
had an awesome start to that job. It was uh, lots of volume, lots of, uh, you know, head down, uh, recruiting around the world. And then last April, so about a year after I started with Dragos, you know, I started noticing the impact some other folks were having on the platform, just big audiences and big content engagement. And I thought, you know, I should start dipping my foot into that and, and see what happens. And really the initial thought was to gain awareness for Dragos. You know, we're a late stage startup and in some ways we were very well known in some spaces and other areas, not so much. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, if anything, it, it'll help me become a magnet for candidates. It'll help build the Dragos brand and awareness. And I needed something to write about. You know, my goal was to write every day. And so I thought, I've been, you know, found a lot of success in my own job journey. Uh, I know how this whole game and this whole process works pretty well. So I thought I will, I will double down on helping cyber job seekers. I'll just post advice and see where that takes me. And it kind of took off from there, you know? Yeah. Like you set up to 34, 35,000 followers after about a year, um, started a blog that goes a little more deep into these topics Mm. and it's been a ride. It's been amazing. But my, my goal was, you know, on LinkedIn, you hear a lot of, you should network, you should polish up your resume, you should optimize your profile, but not many people were saying how, you know, it's great to network, but how, what does that mean? Um, And so I really wanted to give practical kind of tactical advice to those that were out there struggling at all levels Uh, obviously a lot of entry level folks trying to get in the industry need a guiding hand. And so I thought I could be that. Yeah. Awesome. No, it's uh, yeah. Good, good story. And in terms of building a personal brand, you've, uh, you've smashed it to be honest. Um, (laughs) It's been fun. Your, your last point is is the most important for these this series of podcasts, right? Which is the the, the entry level folk, um, yeah. because there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people, and you must have get them reaching out to you on like multiple Absolutely. people per day, um, desperately trying to get that first job in security, um, and it's really freaking hard. Um, yeah. like people are sometimes taking years to to mm-hmm. to, to get that first job. And in some instances, they've got a cybersecurity degree um, or they've got a, a networking degree and they still can't get the job. Um, yeah. so w- why do you think that is? Why, why do you think it's so hard? What, what, what are the underlying issues with the industry where there's a huge skills gap, yeah. but people can't get into the industry? Mm-hmm. What, why, why do you think that is? You know, I always talk about this example. I have a brother who's an accountant. I have a lot of friends who ended up being doctors. And so I've sort of seen those career paths unfold and accountants here in the United States, it is a structured path. You can't skip any of these steps for the most part. Now there's, there's exceptions to get a bachelor's in accounting, get a master's in accounting, pass the CPA exams, get some sort of internship, or maybe you just land a full-time job right out of that. And then boom, you're on your way. It's like degree, It's a national standard certification. And then that just makes you marketable and you can, you can go crush it with those credentials for the most part. 
doctors, same thing. It's like degree, you know, take the MCAT here in the States, of course, that's what we call it. And then apply to med schools. And then there's, there's just a very structured and so, and, and those are two examples, right? There's a very structured path with so many different careers for some reason that is confusing all of us in the industry is, is there never was a standardized, widely accepted path to go from zero to hero, sort of from nothing to your first job in cyber. It's completely different for everybody. Now, I think there's themes like, are you more competitive with a degree? Probably. You know, if you are already have a leg up with some sort of network at the start, that can certainly help. But I think it's hard because there isn't like other career fields and disciplines sort of a widely accepted, again, kind of standard way, an accepted way to go from, from here to here. And so people kind of get confused about, and it's, it's, there's so much noise in the market. There's so much education resources. There's so many degree programs. There's so many positions as well. And so I think someone starting out gets really confused with, with all the overflow of information and options out there in the world. And it's really hard to distinguish, you know, where to go from there. I think, I think that's been my observation. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I've always got this feeling and, and I mean, this is a topic on LinkedIn as well, but that people seem to only think of one thing, which is oh, yeah. I want to be a hacker. Oh, I want to be. A yes. Person. Yes. Um, without the, the sexy that. jobs yeah exactly <laughs> and and you you see the uh, top seven percent on uh on on hack the box or or yeah. other platforms are um mm -hmm. without realizing that actually there are that's just one very very small part of one area of security exactly <laughs> um, there's so much there's so much more to it um what how, how how responsible are companies though how, how responsible are individual yeah. businesses there's and, an other side to that and individual security leaders for 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 the skills gap because i think that's something that's not necessarily talked about is the industry's own responsibility and the industry's own um mm -hmm. ability to change this so what, what what's your take on that yeah i think every company is different it's hard to pinpoint you know, an industry theme, but I think the problems are probably everywhere and very similar. When a hiring manager or a team or a small company maybe has a need, you know, cybersecurity is sort of a high pressure situation. You know, if I'm responsible for the cybersecurity of my company, I want really good people on that team. And my and the teammates I have, or or the team I'm I'm uh, managing, also want you know really solid people. Well, what what does that look like? It looks like someone with experience, right? Or or someone who's sharp or can prove their value. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's an issue there of we kind of overlook. We, we have a candidate in mind. We have our own bias. 
And we kind of just stick to that. And then companies get in this revolving door of just regurgitating these job descriptions that just require a lot of unnecessary stuff mm-hmm. and, and maybe requirements beyond the scope of what uh, a position should be at, at that level. And so I think in an effort to bring the best talent in, because I'm responsible for the security of my company, I need the best, you know, I want, I want really good candidates. You know, they build these job descriptions that in some ways are, are not, are, are eliminating a lot of the crowd or in some ways, you know, aren't opening the door because I'll, I'll, I'll do this routinely. I'll just go peek at junior entry-level titles just for fun. And it's kind of funny how the, the things they're asking for, right? I know you have to start from somewhere. You can't just hire anybody off the street. Um, but I, I think there's a culture of, you know, wanting the best and maybe just shooting for the moon mm. instead of, you know, something a little bit more reasonable. And then of course we can talk all day about the whole culture around hiring. Like it's, it's ineffective, it's inefficient. Mm-hmm. It's not fair how candidates get treated. There's, there's a lot working against uh, folks out there, I would say. For sure. And yeah, I, cause I, I'm, I'm definitely of the opinion that actually the main, the main issue with the skills gap is the lack of companies and individuals willing to, higher inexperienced yeah. talent mm-hmm. um, and there's there's outspoken people on there's outspoken security leaders on linkedin shouting about the need for entry-level security jobs um yep. but then all they're yeah. hiring for is experienced security jobs so <laughs> it, principles yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's kind Crazy. of there's 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 only there's only certain people that can actually change this um, yep. And really, I'm of the the, the belief that security leaders uh, are the ones that hold the most power to actually be like, no, I, I am committing to, to 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 hiring entry level folk or taking people from my IT mm-hmm. thing, um, and 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 turning them into cyber pros. Um, and I think there's a there's a time investment from mm. the companies and the managers as well that we don't think about. So if I hire someone with five years experience, their senior level my time investment in ramping them up and training them in onboarding Mm. and making them effective is could be minimal for the most part you know if they know the the tech stack and they have experience with whatever we're doing but the time investment a lot of the time for someone who's coming in green Mm. can be significant And, and especially if you've got a program where you're hiring frequently at the entry level Mm. and so there's a little bit of aversion to that where they'd rather just bring someone on that knows what they're doing. Right. Instead of training somebody who can, who can do that. So there's a lot of pieces to this, but those are some, those are some thoughts I have. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, uh, in many ways, recruiting is a hell of a lot easier than being a cyber guy. Um, but we, <laughs> yeah. I, I hire and train completely green entry level recruiters and it, it's it, it's it's time consuming it is. <laughs> um, yep. and it completely takes away, especially in those early days and weeks, it completely takes away from your other job, uh, which is yeah. running the business or running, running a company. company. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I completely get it. Um, I guess it's that 
sometimes like chicken and egg situation, isn't it? <laughs> um, who's who's 100%. take that first step and actually make that real, real change. Yeah. Um, so hopefully through this podcast and some of the other stuff that's going on LinkedIn, that will that will start to change. Um, yeah. And and through through the likes of you and the other guys that we've got involved in the, the, the first step mentorship program as well. If you're enjoying this podcast so far and want to know how the First Step Cybersecurity Initiative can help you, then head over to aspironsearch.com forward slash first step. Aspron Search runs a quarterly initiative sponsoring the CompTIA core certifications, providing the training material and pairing each winner with an industry mentor to guide them through the minefield of entry-level cybersecurity jobs. If you want to be considered for the next round, then apply via that page. But what in in the situation we're in at the moment, what what can people do to stand out? Yeah, it's a great question. What I always recommend is building a cer- a social circle, uh, preferably folks you know from in person events or if you can get to some of those. But the idea is build a circle of people who work or hire for your target role. And and that takes time. Um, If you are just Mr. Applicant or Mrs. Applicant from the street, you submitted a resume without any other effort, you're essentially invisible. That that just, that approach is not successful. Mm -hmm. So what I recommend is, again, keeping sort of this long game approach in mind and knowing it's going to take some work is just getting to know people on a first name basis that work in your target role or like recruiters that hire for your role or companies that you're interested in working at. And, you know, I just spoke to someone I've sort of been mentoring off and on for the past six months and she was ready to throw in the towel. She came from being stay at home mom, had a completely different professional history, um, came from like fitness or something. So had a huge uphill battle getting into cybersecurity. But I remember what she said. She said 80 to 90% of the callbacks I got was because I got referred. I would have no chance otherwise. And that's not always the case. You know, I, I hire plenty of people that submit a resume and we really like what we see. You know, that can happen. But I think that's, as an industry, I think that's less, less common. Mm-hmm. But if you can, the, the more people you can meet, get on a first name basis with and network with, and then there's a lot of, again, tricks to that. And, and we, we won't go into depth there, but um, becoming a face to that company, becoming familiar to those folks, I think is a, is a great starting point. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I've read your post. Uh, I think it was this week about, how you got the Dragos role <laughs> um, yeah. committing what six, six months or three months of commitment to, to one company to, yeah. to network and get in there. And it, it worked. Um, I guess the, so I, I, I can't, can't argue with that advice at all. Um, I guess the difficulty is if you take in particular, a lot of the more technical security roles, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these candidates, they're, 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 they're introverts. They're naturally um, yep. not, the, the 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 not not comfortable um being in, incredibly social um 
and 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 going out and doing what you're suggesting so yeah. it's it's that need for the wider shift as well and one one of the other podcast guests that we're we, we've got as part of this series will, will he, he's an advocate for neurodiversity um in the cybersecurity mm-hmm. space and kind of talking about how you can help that area so there's there's so many different variables it makes it it's it's, it's there, there there doesn't seem to be that kind of one one advice fits all um in this um but no great 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 insights um and in terms of um in terms of the areas of security so wh- where do you see the 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 best entry level roles actually being is there a kind of specific domain of security that that appears to to work best mm-hmm. it's a great so where like where's the most opportunity would you say yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we spoke yeah. about hacking, like, is yeah, is the best <laughs> everyone wants to be a pen tester or a researcher. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. So, um, there's just a ton of need for operations people, cybersecurity analysts, um, SOC analysts, you know, the folks that are just running the day to day, running all the tools, um, you know, doing some threat hunting and, and all of that. So, and again, that's sort of painting with a broad, a broad, broad stroke there. But just the when you when you think of cybersecurity as a function of a company of, of enterprise cyber, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's just a huge need for people to to run that operation. And that that looks like, you know, and there's all these subsets of positions in different domains, but you know, I would probably put my eggs in the basket of cybersecurity analyst, SOC analyst, you know, operations in general, I think is a good start. Because really, once you get two years of experience, you can really be creative with where you want to go with your career. And and we see that, you know, people start at different points, but um, if you can get that first position, understand how the whole function works and understand how the how all the different roles play into a company's cyber program. I think from there you can really specialize. Yeah, awesome. I'm I'm glad you raised the 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 SOC. Um because we we see that as being one of the best routes for an entry level person because yeah. they can come from a network degree um or they yeah. can come from mm-hmm. a a wider IT or telecommunications mm-hmm. degree. Um or let's say they've got uh we we've uh, in a in a previous life, um, we uh, before Joe and I set up Aspiron, we we built uh, a, a lot of tier one, tier two socks that were taking people from help desk roles. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, no, exactly. Really, really glad you you raised that. Um, so get away from the uh, I want to be a hacker mindset, <laughs> which you can. You know, if you if you're uh, that's what you want to do. You know, I think there's there's if there's a will, there's a way. Hmm. But but I would say don't you know keep your options open. And again, once you get two years ish experience, you can really become more marketable and then open yourself up to other opportunities. hundred percent. And I guess to, to kind of start to wrap it up then let's imagine I am a, uh, aspiring security professional. Maybe I've got a year or two it experience or a, uh, a, a brand new cybersecurity degree. Um, and I'm excited about the the prospect of working in the industry, but starting to feel disheartened. <laughs> uh, yeah. the, the number of applications <laughs> I've sent and the number of rejections or, or or no replies I've got. What what's your advice to me, Josh? What 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 should I do? What steps <laughs> should I take to, to to help me? 
Let me just yeah. turn my phone off as well. Yeah, that's fine. Totally good. I asked the team to leave the office, but uh, they've not taken. <laughs> so that's <laughs> a great question, and and I'd say most people are in a similar situation um, with that aspect. What I recommend, I sort of teach like a six step, five or six step process or map. It's sort of a logical approach to to the whole job search process. But number one would just be be very specific. Again, with with keeping your options open and being flexible somewhat, be specific with what you want. Mm -hmm. You don't have to put, again, pour your heart and soul into one role. It, it can be maybe two or three where they have some sort of common ground on requirements or skill set, but really have a clear vision. Either I want this job or I want to work at this company or I want to work in this industry, you know, have that defined. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason I suggest that because if you narrow that down you'll start meeting the right people building the right skills applying to the right jobs because what i love as a recruiter and my managers will agree with me if you get on the phone with a candidate and they know exactly what they want and and this position fits with their career plan and their goals you know we love to hear that you know, i had a candidate that was way less experienced than the rest of the candidate pool this is a few months ago but she advanced to the final round because she was so excited about that position and had built up enough focus and interest. She, she just, you know, that was something that the team really liked. But yeah, be specific with what you want for sure. Um, and back to your introvert comment, it's hard to meet people, but that's essential. Um, I, I just start with, hey, find somebody that works in that space or in your target role, perhaps, but maybe they have something in common with you. Do they... Um, they come from the same background, same school, same boot camp, mm. even live in the same location. I mean, just start with something basic and just start getting um, some introductions made and some momentum there. But you also have to just market yourself really well. Resumes and LinkedIn profiles are really important. Um, mm. I see a lot of bad resumes, so they need help. And so do you, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and then really, you know, stay active online, join those conversations. And then once you build momentum with, with, with a network, you, you're more focused. I think it's only a matter of time. That's what been my experience um, is if you can laser focus on a certain discipline, folks within that space, companies within that space, you know, I think, I think it'll happen for sure. Yeah. Awesome. No, love that. And, uh, the uh, the expectation it's going to be hard, I think, is important. <laughs> Never easy. Yep it's 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 you get the you get the lucky ducks who you know have some sort of connection. Or maybe they just get hired. But yeah. I I also worked with a candidate who on paper stellar you know top college certifications internship experience and that that took several months and and tons of ghosting and rejection and all of that so. Take it for what it is. It's going to be an uphill battle, but given enough time, you'll get there.
Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, no, really appreciate all the, uh, all the tips and the advice. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, like we said, your, your blog and your LinkedIn content, um, and then some of the other podcasts that you're going on as well are are, going to help these people. Um, so how can people follow you, Josh? What are, what are your socials that people can, can, can like and follow? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a loser. I'm just on one platform for now. (laughs) I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me Josh Fulmer on LinkedIn. I post every day. I post a blog that you can subscribe to on my page. New content every Friday there. Goes in-depth on all these topics. Um, and you can direct message me anytime. We'll, we'll get, you know, help people all the time that just reach out and need a helping hand. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Awesome. <laughs>